morning to acknowledge you we're here this morning to say you are good and your mercy is forever was like yesterday. When we started, I told God, you see, see, let me tell you, this life is by faith. When we started, we didn't have, we, one day my wife called me and said, how are we going to do this thing? I said, I don't know. I say it's only God. You know, it, it's easier when you want to start ministry and you already had followers, right? So, you know, some people start ministry and they start with Bible study. They start with interdenominational fellowship. They start with house fellowship and then they grow from there. We started from nowhere. We had God. God said, go and start. We just put it on Facebook. Say, we are starting. And the last Sunday was it. Sunday, we, the Sunday before we started, we were still in our former church. Just went there, do normal service. And with the agreement we had with God that we are not going to pull anybody from anywhere. That was the agreement we had with God. So even we didn't even inform our friends. We did not tell anybody. 
in the church where we were. That was the instruction we had. Nobody knew. All the people that knew saw it on Facebook. Because the instruction God gave us, he said, I will give you your own people. You will not take another man's people. Pastor Adeyemi here, we're in the same cell in my former church. He didn't know. It was weeks later. He said, ah, ah, what's going on? But we believed God. We want to, see, the things that God is doing with us is the thing that when you see it, you too will believe. Because God is real. All we had was God gave us that instruction and said, go and start this time. We confirmed and confirmed. Even prophecies came from different places confirming that this is what God has called us to do. And we went on. We moved. I went to my pastor. I said, this is what God is telling me. He was so happy that he blessed me and said, go and be blessed. He came and inaugurated the, the ministry. And the ministry started. So what I'm telling you is that if there's anything God has told you to do, it is not in your hand to know how it will work. Just do it. Are you hearing me? God, the Bible said, this, it said the seed grows and he knoweth not how. It is not in your hand to know how. Your own part is to follow the instruction. In, do you know how it goes? The earth where you planted that soil already has all the nutrients that it requires to grow. Your own instruction is to go and what? Plant the seed. That's your own. How it will grow is not in your picking. That's where we are today. So where we are today is not in our making. Everyone in this ministry today, you can testify that I didn't pull you from anywhere. In fact, when God gave us an instruction, he told us anywhere you see a church, don't, don't, don't start your own church there. So one of the instructions we had that anywhere, when we're looking for a venue, once we go and there's a church there, we just tell ourselves, this is not where God has called us. We go, we look for another venue. In fact, I went to one hotel and there were two, two churches and they were telling me, no, no, there's another vacant hall. I said, no. The instruction I had is that it's the same, we're in the same company. I, I used to always uh, tell my wife, I said, imagine Access Bank. I use Access Bank as an example a lot. It's not because I like Access Bank brand or anything. Well, imagine Access Bank has its branch here. Another branch come and set up somewhere. Another branch come and set up somewhere. And every Sunday, they are shouting at each other. Praise God. It's the same. This is the same kingdom. Glory to God. It's the same kingdom. Amen. And God said, I will give you your own people. So you came here today because God gave you the instruction to come, not because anybody can judge you. Tell somebody close to you and say, you are welcome. God brought you here for a purpose. Now, let me also tell you why we are here. What is our vision? Our vision is not to raise followers. Our vision is to raise leaders. Are you hearing me now? In fact, there's a way you, you would... People that are here know me. There's a way you follow me and say, bros, calm down. What's your problem? I'm raising leaders in this place. Men that will be better than me. Hallelujah. That's what we're here to do. To raise leaders. To raise strong men. Glory to God. The Bible said, you know, the scripture, I'm going to read the scripture that God gave us when we started. 
You see, when God gives you a vision, He gives you your, your vision must be in the scriptures. Praise God. He gives you a word. And the word that God gave us is in Isaiah chapter 11. Amen? So in that scripture, what, 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 what the word that God formed that was to build a balanced life. So this church is here to build what? A balanced life. You know what it means to be balanced? You know what it means to be balanced, eh? You are not tilting to one side. Some people are on this side. They are not balanced. Some other people are on what? On this side. They are not balanced. Somebody that is strong, gidiba. Hmm? You are ready. In your family, there is balance. In your business, there is balance. With your children, there is balance. With your relationships, there is balance. That's what this church is about. So what we're here to do is to raise balance, children of God. And there is balance in In you. So, praise God. Are you with me this morning? Amen. Balance. That's what Christ life is about. So, if somebody asks you, what's the vision of your church? It's to build what? The balanced life. That's our vision. Then, what's our mission? Our mission is to reach the unchurched. So we're not going to pick people from churches. We're looking at men. There are people that are tired of church. How many of you know? There are people that they are tired of church. And I have plenty of them here. Say now, this church, all these church people. When we, when we wanted to start ministry, I, I, I did it like a survey and I was asking people, say, how do you feel about church? One lady told me, Church that business. Now scam. <laughs> it's all pastors, all they open business. Maybe they take, they make money. I said, why did you say that? He said, the church where I was before. If you don't have, if you don't bring money, pastor will not pray for you. In fact, pastor releases the prayer by the level of contribution you contribute. If you contribute small, he pray for you small. If you contribute little. <laughs> I say, are you sure? He said, yes. Amen. So, this is Jesus-centered ministry. Everything we do here is about Jesus, not about me. It's not about my wife. It's not about any of the pastors here. It's about Jesus. Our focus is to lead you to where? Jesus Christ. We are only instruments in the hand of God. And that is how it's supposed to be. The Bible said he appointed them apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, eh? prophets. What is their role? For the edification of the saints for ministry. Who are the ministers? You. You are the ministers. Are you, are you with me now? Every child of God is who? A minister. You are a minister. So what we're here to do is to charge you up, to tell you the ordinance of God, to train you so that you stand as a minister. In your business, you are a ministry. In your family, you are a ministry. You are the pastor. You are the prophet of your home. It's not that your child is sick, you are calling pastor. If you come to this church, you are supposed to be trained. That anything happened in the house, you can take care of it. You just come and call pastor. Ah, pastor, ah, this is the testimony. Yesterday, the devil wanted to try me. I dealt with him. I give you high five. I said, correct. Are you, are, you, are you with me now? I'm not supposed to replace Jesus in your life. The same access I have to Jesus is the same access you have. There is no difference. 
the Holy Ghost inside you is not inferior to the one inside you. Are you with me now? It's the same Holy Ghost. The difference is that I have been appointed as a gift to the body of Christ. To edify the body. To charge you. To tell you the ordinance of God. So that you will go and live it. So what has happened today is that there are, we have babies. They keep feeding them milk every day. They don't give them heart food. They, they are not standing as, as solid Christians. So they are chasing men of God. Christianity is do it yourself. Eh? That's D-Y D-Y I-R-B Do it yourself. Eh? Do it yourself. Do it yourself. That's Christianity. You know, I, I went to uh, buy a tire recently, I think a few, few weeks ago. So some of the evil boys that were there. So somehow they found out I was a pastor. And they were asking me, say, ah, do you give power in your church? <laughs> they say, I want to come and collect power. <laughs> I told the guy, I said, no, it's Jesus that gives all of us power. So if you come and we lead you to Jesus, the power comes from him, not from me. What I'm going to tell you is how to get the power, which is from Jesus. So you will go by yourself and receive the power from Jesus. You see, what has happened is that people have been made to believe that they need to come to the man of God to receive power. But the power is from God. What the man of God is to show you how to get it from God. That's the role of the man of God. Not to give you the power. That was in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the people were not allowed to assess God. But in the New Testament, it's different. Are you hearing me now? In the New Testament, every one of us have now become priests. The Bible says we are royal priesthood. Are you with me? We are what? Royal priesthood. Holy nation. Not some certain people. Everybody. I've not even touched my message. <laughs> Praise God. Now let's go to the scriptures now. Building the balanced life. That's what he said. What is the balanced life? The fullness of the spirit is what you need to be balanced. Are you with me now? Isaiah 11 verse 2. Isaiah 11 verse 2. Look at what he says. He said, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. Now, there are seven spirits. How many of you know what, what seven means? Perfection. Seven means completeness. Seven means fullness. Whenever the word seven comes in the scriptures, it portrays wholeness, full, completeness. Now, the Bible said, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit, the first spirit is what? The spirit of lordship. That's the first spirit, the spirit of the Lord. Then the second one is what? The spirit of what? Wisdom. The third one is the spirit of understanding. The fourth one is the spirit of counsel. The fifth one is the spirit of might. The sixth one is the spirit of knowledge. And the seventh one is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. All of the spirit is what Jesus operated in. And if you are going to be a balanced child of God, you need to operate in these dimensions. Are you with me now? If not, there will be there will not be balance. So, in Christ I Believer Center, we are balanced. So, we operate in these dimensions. That's the whole idea. So, we're going to teach in these dimensions. All our teachings are going to be centered in these dimensions. The fear of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of knowledge. The spirit of lordship. Alright? The spirit of minds. All this will be in us. Operational. In us. Praise God. So, last Sunday, we dealt with the spirit of lordship. And that's the spirit of dominion. The spirit of lordship is the spirit of dominion. The spirit that leads you to understand that you have dominion over the things of life. You can speak to the mountains. You can speak to situations in your life. 
You can speak to that sickness. You can speak to the, the, the economy of this country and say, this economy will not affect me in the, in the negative. You have the power. Are you hearing me now? What happened is that a lot of us don't know that we have the power resident in us. You have the power to speak to that situation. If you're a child of God and you have received the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is inside you. But that Holy Ghost is dormant because you're not using it. If you have a TV in your home, and that TV can do so many other things, but you're only using it for one thing, to listen to, uh, uh, to watch uh, DSTV. But that TV, you can use it and connect it to your computer. You can use it for so many other things. You have a phone. You're only using it to receive text message and make call. But that phone can access internet. That phone can do other things. So the only time it will be said that you are fully using that phone is when you use all the function of the phone. So the Holy Ghost is inside you. But the Holy Ghost is dormant because you're only using the Holy Ghost maybe for only one. It's time to experience the fullness of the Holy Ghost. It's time to, 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 uh, to, 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 to uh, benefit from, the, from all the dimensions of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're talking about. The first one we say is the spirit of lordship, the spirit of dominion. When that spirit is upon you, you can declare things. When that spirit is upon you, you can set things aright. If there are things that are happening in your family, if there are things that are happening in your home, and you need to, it's a time for you to declare, enough is what? Enough! No more! I command you in the name of Jesus. Stop! That spirit is in you. Praise God. And some of us will not fear. When things happen, you are shivering. You are afraid. No, you should not be. You should not be. Dominion and authority is in you. This is the dominion, the dimension of, of the spirit that empowers us into boldness and manifesting dominion power. You have the capacity to understand your rights and privileges in Christ and you speak by authority and power over issues and challenges in your life and environment, over territories and nations, over situations. Hallelujah. The Bible said, they that know their God shall what? shall be strong and they will do what? Exploit. That is what we're talking about. When you have a knowledge of God that empowers you to address matters. Are you with me this morning? The Holy Ghost is inside you. The reason why you're not seeing it is because you're not activating it. You need to begin to activate it more. When there are situations in your life, what do you do? You stand up and say, enough. Enough! I declare by the authority inside of me, by the Holy Ghost that lives inside of me, this matter has to stop. You are exercising your power. And you know what? If you don't exercise that power, imagine, imagine you are a citizen of the U.S., a citizen of America, and you are in America, and a policeman comes, and it is not, it is not the right of a policeman to arrest you Without, you know, hearing you or something. I'm just giving an example now. But because you don't know that it is not your right, what happened? They will just deal with you. They will just, they will just mess you up. But the moment you realize that, ah, ah, they're not supposed to do this to me. What happens? Boldness comes. When they come, you tell them, no. You don't try that. That's the spirit of dominion. That's the spirit of power. We need to have that knowledge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Is somebody getting blessed? Now, let's look at the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. This dimension of the spirit that empowers us into divine wisdom. That we know what to do at every situation and circumstances to get the best result. Paul prayed in Ephesians. He said that the eyes of, that God will give us what the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's the spirit we're talking about. Are you hearing me now? The spirit of wisdom and, uh, and revelation that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. So we're going to come to that. And that is already entering into... In that place, most of those spirits were captured. If I said the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and then he said the spirit of understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he also talks about the spirit of cancer. In that, in that scripture, in that Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. In fact, I want us to pray that scripture. If you go home, pray it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. 
to 19. Ephesians 1, verse 17 to 19. Spend time and pray that spirit. Spend time. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened is a powerful scripture. Praise God. Look at what they, let's just read. He said, For I always prayed to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the insight into mysteries and secrets. Tired of that. In the deep and intimate knowledge of him. We're going to come to this. You see, that scripture, Ephesians of God, captures the seven spirits. It captures the seven spirits of God that we're talking about. But for our time, let's just run. We'll get back to it now. If you read Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 5 to 9. Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 5 to 9. Look at what it says. It says, get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the word of thy mouth. Forsake her not. And she shall preserve thee. Who is he talking about? Wisdom. Forsake her not. And she shall what? Preserve thee. Love her. And she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou doest embrace her, she shall give to thy head an ornament, an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Wisdom is your ability to know what to do in a situation there is a challenge right now your ability to know what to do to come out of that challenge is called what wisdom now some people mistake wisdom the wisdom of god is not this gimmick people play this brain sense even in christianity today people play sense and they call it wisdom. Wisdom, the Bible said the wisdom that is of God is not sensual. It is what? First of all, what? Pure. The wisdom from God is a holy wisdom. It's not the kind of wisdom that you don't tell the full story. Because if you tell the full story, we will see the secret. <laughs> you know how to become a tell testimony? There, the Lord delivered me. How did he deliver you? That's why some testimonies that people tell are not quick. Because these days, people say it in a nice way. They don't say the things they did in the, in the back. But you see, you can hide those things from men, but you can't hide it from God. One thing I've always tell people is that, look, there are things you can do that will give you short-term results. But it doesn't last. If you want a long-term result, follow the rule. Follow the rule. It is in your best interest in the long run. But if you want a short-term result, there are things you can do right now that will give you a quick result. But will it last? Are you with me now? It doesn't last. I always tell my I, I, I whenever we chat with my wife, I tell her, I say, look, we will follow the long-term plan. You see, the short-term plan will give us what we want now. But it will fade away. It is not to our best interest, our long-term best interest. A lot of people are so short-sighted. That's why somebody can go and do a, a ritual to get money, and the time the money will last for five years. You say, let it be, and we'll be rich for five years. And, that's a, and then when it's close to five years, they start crying. Are you with me now? When it's close to five years, they start crying. They start regretting. See, that thing you think you need so dearly now, and you can do anything to get it, when you get it, it will become useless. You will not be regretting all the things you need, you went through, all the sacrifice, all the compromise you had to go to get that thing. And you look at that thing, is this what I compromised to get? It's only a facet. It's as in, it's, 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 uh, it just covers your, it's, it's just your imagination of playing with you. Anything God cannot give me, I refuse to accept it. Are you with me now? Anything God cannot give me, I refuse. Because listen, anything the devil gives you, anything you get by trickery, 
Anything you get by cunning. Paul said, we have denounced all cunningly devised fables. All manipulation. You know, a lot of manipulation happened in church. When we started, we told ourselves, we will not manipulate anything. Everything will be clear. No hidden anything. Are you with me now? No manipulation in this church by the grace of God. No manipulation. Everything will be clear. Because you see, if you manipulate, anything you get by manipulation will go, will go by manipulation. Life is a seed. Are you hearing me now? Life is what? A seed. The good money you tell to somebody is a seed. That gift to give somebody is a seed. You may not see. See, I was, I was you know, I, my wife is, is my, I rub off ideas. For, so you are going to hear me talk about her every time. So don't be angry. <laughs> I always, I, I would tell her, I say, look, sow the seed. You may not get, you can't get the reward from the person you give. When God says, give and it shall be given to you, he did not say it's the person that you gave that will give to you. He said, give and it's what? Shall be given to you. Good measure, press down. And running over. Shall man. Man, not the person you gave. The problem we have is that when we give people, we want to manipulate them. Imagine that lady. I did this for her. This is how she's paying me back. You, the Bible says, do it as unto what? Unto the Lord. Give to God. You are, it's God you are giving, not man. When I go to all the places I work, one of the challenges I had with all the places I work is that it was difficult to, for them to release me. What was the issue? Because when I go there, I work with all my heart. I work like it's my own company. I've, th- I've shared with us here that in one of the cases, some of the staff had to gather and say, bros, we'll beat you. You are spoiling me. You are just making things difficult for us here. Why are you working over time? <laughs> and now, everybody's now seeing you like the, the angel. And all of us are the devil. <laughs> but you see, it's the mindset I had. I had a mindset of ownership. Anywhere I go, I take ownership. I don't wait for someone to give me an instruction. Once it is something to do, I do it right. Because you know why? I have an understanding that I'm not doing it for a man. I don't see my boss. I see God. The Bible says he's the rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. The reward is not from man. It's from heaven. And how God rewards you. I'm not saying your reward is in heaven, though. Are you hearing me now? Because they say teacher's reward is in heaven. I say, please, teachers, get your reward here. I don't understand this uh, reward. Listen, let me tell you. What we're telling you is that your reward will come from heaven. Not your reward is in... Are you hearing me now? What it means is that God will begin to move things in the spirit realm. Things in your environment will begin to work in your favor. You will just walk as somebody see you say, I just feel like I should come and give you something. Somebody says, ah, I don't know what happened, but, you know, I just feel I should help you. I just see your face and I like you. You go to an office. Why, why is it in, in an office? Somebody that have not met you before will just see your proposal. Somehow, a spirit in your proposal will just jump into them and they say, this is the person we want. When they have not seen you before. You think it's just accident? There are seeds. This life is spiritual. Though. This life is spiritual. Anything you do is a seed. And that's why when you see somebody who is helpless, an old woman, and you are your young man with strength, these days, young people, hi, God, we need to begin to train our, our children. If not, the next generation will be a very destructive generation. I'm telling you the honest truth. Because they are toiling with very, very important things. When, when in this day and age, people don't have any respect for elders again. Somebody can just go to social media and be typing rubbish. There was one group, one of my fellowship group. Ah, some people just come up. And, I said, what is going on here? We don't have respect again. People you cannot talk. When you see them face to face, you can't talk to them face to face. But because uh, social media have, have covered your eyes, you are just pa 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 And you think it's, you are just typing. If they quarrel you, say, why are you taking things too, too serious now? Ah, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Eh, as you are typing like that, it's the same thing as you're speaking. You are his words you are releasing, his seed you are sowing. Be careful what you are typing. You say it's just social media. Hmm? 
Why do they call it in Twitter again? There's something they call it in Twitter when they when they uh, uh, throw him somebody. What was it? Eh? He said. Uh huh. They just you you just be attacking people, you're attacking people. Ah, you are so easy. The day your own will come. It will not come like the one you did. It will come magnified. Every seed you sow, if you sow granite, what happened? One granite produced plenty. You sow one corn, you produce plenty. Abi, that's the life. Everything is life. As you are typing that thing, the day your own is coming. Oh my God. Life is a seed. If you understand it, you will be careful what you do. Praise God. I've digressed from my message, but praise God. I believe there's a pool. I feel a pool. You know? To say these things. Praise God. So wisdom is not just sensual. We're not talking about sensual. We're not talking about your your ability to uh, do things. And, uh, we're talking about some divine things that when people are confused in a particular situation, by the Holy Ghost, by the divine inspiration, you are able to say something that will just be the solution to everything. That thing is not by knowledge. Are you hearing me now? It's not by books. It's not even by experience. It's a divine impartation. The Holy Ghost gives you a deeper insight into things. You have a deeper knowledge that you can be able to provide a solution to a matter that defies every every physical uh, uh, approach. That's wisdom. And that spirit is resident in you. But you are not using it. You are not activating it. See, we're going to spend time to activate the seven spirit because that's the seven spirit that is operational in Christ's life. So we must activate those spirits to walk in our favor. Amen. That's wisdom. You know, when you have wisdom, you cannot marry wrong. You will just see somebody, see one babe. That's the way the babe, fine. Everything, figure eight, all around. Everything is said. And then you just say, babe, how now? And suddenly, you can, she just open her mouth and talk. The divine wisdom of God gives you, shows you something that is not visible to the eyes. The divine wisdom of God opens your mind. It's not, it's not the, it's not calculation. It's the Holy Ghost. Somehow you begin to sense some things about the person. That's the wisdom of God. Are you with me now? Praise God. Ah. Uh, our time. Understanding. The spirit of understanding. The dimension of an understanding guides you through the process and steps that is required to get the result from the knowledge that wisdom provides. So wisdom gives you that insight. And then understanding gives you the steps. Are you with me now? They work together. When wisdom opens your mind, wisdom opens your eyes to a certain uh, 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 level of Deep on the deep inside, and then understanding begins to show you, and that's why you see you need understanding to, 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 to know scriptures. Wisdom will give you knowledge, but understanding is the one that interprets the scriptures for you. Understanding opens up. That's why the Bible said that that the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that the eyes of your understanding, what being what, come enlightened. That's what he's talking about. Light comes. Glory to God. The dimensions give deep understanding of the word of God that is beyond the natural space. Until the scripture is opened up to you in divine understanding, you will read it as a mere literature. But when you operate by the spirit of understanding, you see a deep dimensions. You have an understanding that comes by revelation, not by intellectual ability. Understanding has been given to us by the Spirit. Jesus spoke parables to the crowd, but to his disciples, he gave the ability to understand mysteries. Are you with me now? He told everybody parable, 
when he came to the disciples, they had the understanding to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. When you read scripture, scripture open up to you. What people cannot see, literally, you are beginning to see it in your life. You can trace it in your life. That's understanding. That spirit is upon you. Hope you know. But you, you are not using it. You need to activate it. You see, what we're here to do is to activate the Holy Ghost because I'm not here to tell the Holy Ghost that is, is already inside you. It's just dormant. You need to pull it out. You need to activate it. Glory to God. Amen. Oh, I'm, I'm really blessed by this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let's go to the spirit of cancer quickly. The spirit of cancer. We have done, dealt with the spirit of lordship, which is dominion, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, and now we're now in the spirit of what? Cancer. Amen. What is the spirit of cancer? It's the dimension of the spirit that guides you and saves you from trouble. How many of you have been in trouble? And somehow you find a way to come out of it. Cancer. You sleep in the night and somehow you wake up and suddenly you find a solution. That's the spirit of cancer working. Look at what Psalms, Psalm 16 verse 7. The book of Psalms 16 verse 7. He said, I bless the Lord who has given me counsel. He said, yes, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. Other, other versions will say, my reins instruct me. My heart instructs me in the night seasons. That's the spirit of counsel. That's the spirit of instruction. You're just going, something just tell you, follow here. <laughs> You're just going, something don't tell you, see that again, don't talk to her. Oh, you're just going, you need money. Something just tell you, why not help this person? There was a story of a lady who had a, who was in uh, um, abroad schooling. And she had not paid her school fees. Her parents don't have money. There was no money anywhere. And she's a believer. She was just praying. She said, God, what do I do? 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 Nothing was coming. She has already passed the deadline to pay the school fees. And they were already threatening to send her back to Nigeria. This is a true story. So the lady, as she was praying, she was praying. She finished praying and she, she just continued as she was, she came out and she was singing. And suddenly she saw one old woman. And that's why I said, the spirit of cancer will give her an instruction to do some things. She saw one old woman that was, that, was, that just came out, came, back, came out from a bus and she was going to her house and she had some luggages. So she went. I said, no. And the spirit of cancer just told her, go and help that woman. She went and carried I helped the woman and carried her things and went to her place. And the woman was not like, look at her. I said, ah, you look like an African. She said, yes, I'm from Nigeria. Ah, the woman said, well, my husband is from Kenya. My husband passed on, you know, a couple of years ago. And before he died, I promised him that I would train somebody from, from Africa. He said, are you, do you, where, where do you, where do you, he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm schooling here, I'm schooling here. He said, do you mind if I train you? <laughs> that is how that lady was on scholarship. Not just that she came and started living, the woman said, come and live with me. I need somebody to stay with. They adopted the lady. Paid her fish. Her life changed. What of you she has seen that woman I just left? Say, this old woman said. Or this old you know, go, go, they will not go to uh, somewhere and rest. Every day they are walking on the street. That's the what some of the young men will talk now. The spirit of cancer gives you an instruction. You have to be attentive to hear that instruction and follow it. And sometimes those instructions don't look palatable. They don't look reasonable. Are you hearing me now? They don't look reasonable. But when you hear God, follow it all. There lies your miracle. So many people have been, you know, have been delivered from danger because they followed the instruction. Somebody who wants to enter a bus and the spirit of cancer, they all say, this bus don't enter. And the bus has already full. So it's almost full. And he, 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 he wants to meet up with an appointment. And the spirit of cancer says, go and enter this one that is not full. 
and then you will enter the one that is not full and go on the road and so that that one has spoiled on the road. Spirit of cancer. The spirit directors, you will hear a voice. That's what the Bible says. You will hear a voice, what? Behind you saying, what? This is the way working it. That's the spirit of cancer in operation. You will hear a voice. It is the spirit of extraordinary strategies. Extraordinary strategy. You are incredible, God. Incredible, God. Incredible. That's the spirit. Extraordinary strategies. Strategies that are not obvious to the human eyes. Strategies that are not obvious to the senses. Extraordinary. How God uses that to bring you out of trouble is is unimaginable. Listen to me. There is no trouble you are in that is above God. Are you hearing me? There is no trouble you are in right now that is above the Spirit of God. You are not just listening to His counsel. Hear Him. He has an instruction to give you. Deploy the Spirit of counsel and you can come out. There are instructions you will obey and that will bring you out of every trouble. I'm telling you. I've been there. Amen. The spirit makes a way where there is no way. It's the spirit that always gets you out of every situation. There is a way out. Tell somebody there is a way out. Look at somebody close to you and tell him whatever situation you are going through, there is a way out. Allow the spirit of cancer to help you. Hallelujah. It is the spirit that gave Jehoshaphat an instruction. The king of Judah, when enemies attacked Judah, they were more powerful than, than they are. The spirit of cancer came and told the prophet and told Jehoshaphat, say, look, this battle is not yours. What you're going to do in this battle is that you will what? You will gather, imagine, look at the scenario. People have wars and weapons of war. God don't, uh, Jehoshaphat, carry your people, carry the Levites, let them go to the front and be singing praises and blowing trumpet and dancing. People have war, a weapon of war, they are dancing. Extraordinary strategy. It doesn't make sense. Are you with me this morning? It doesn't make sense. But when they obeyed that instruction, what happened? The Bible said that God set an ambush in the devil's camp that they looked at themselves and said, ah, you mean all of us gather together to go and face Israel life? You, you are a bad man. And they all turned. They started killing each other. This, the the two, two, two groups gathered and they faced one and said, you are a bad man. How can you come and tell us, let's go to Israel to go and kill them? Oh yeah, we'll kill you. When the two finished, they turned each other again and said, even you self, you follow. Oh yeah. The children of Israel came and everybody was dead. And they started packing spoils. Extraordinary strategies. That's what God will do for you. Your enemies that are applying against you, confusion is coming in their midst. Are you with me this morning? If you believe that, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Confusion. Through the spirit of cancer, you need to deploy that spirit to work on your behalf. Amen. Amen. See, the instruction may not make sense, but just follow his guide. Where the word of the king is, there is what? There is power. Moses was led by the spirit. How can Moses go to, uh, uh, to um, Pharaoh? I said, let my people go. The spirit. God gave him an instruction of what to do. Throw the rod. And let he, he, the spirit of cancer was working with him. Hallelujah. Are you talking about Isaac? Isaac was instructed. Where there was drought and there was nothing. No, he said, God told him, go, dig a well. Dig a well. The Bible says, he dug that well and he prospered in that land. When you hear God, when a, a business that doesn't make sense and God is saying, go there, that's the spirit of cancer. Everybody's running away from that business. God said, go and do it. Everybody that looks at you that time will start laughing at you and say, this man has gone off. Why is he doing what people have left? But that spirit of cancer is upon you. It gives you an instruction. Are you with me now? It gives you an instruction. And immediately you follow that instruction. What happened? Things blow. Imagine if God has instructed somebody to be doing face masks 
before Corona. Everybody will say, oh, God, how many people are using face masks? It's only uh, uh, people that are doing surgery that are using face masks. Face masks is not a good business. Or maybe go just give you an instruction. Doing that is say, buy 30 face masks, cartons of face masks, and I pack somewhere. Or maybe one 30,000 cartons of face masks. After. You say, what am I doing with it? But it's God give you an instruction. I said, the Corona happened. Boom, you sell them and you make money. Spirit of cancer. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the spirit of cancer to work with you? Amen. Amen. We just read the last spirit and then we'll continue next week. The spirit of might, that's where we stop today. And then we'll continue next week. Hallelujah. We'll continue next week. We'll finish it up next week. So next week, we're supposed to start a new series. But this is very important. But we'll finish it up next week and then we'll move on. Praise God. The spirit of might. Say so this is the dimension of the spirit that gives you strength in your inner man. Physical and spiritual strength for the journey. Alright? You know starting is not the main thing. Let me tell you. How many of you have started a business here? You started a business. You have a business. My two hands are open because I, because I have plenty of businesses. <laughs> we have a business. Listen, it's not starting a business that matter. It's sustaining the business. A lot of people have started and they're... In fact, I was telling my wife already. In, our, in the office where we, where we are, in fact, we're the oldest thing out there. We are the oldest thing that it is right now. Almost everybody that's out there, they don't last one year. After one year, after that rent finish, they pack up. The ability to sustain, that's what we call might. Strength. Strength. It's God that gives it. There's a level of strength that God gives you to withstand the challenges. To withstand a marriage, there is a might, there is a level of strength that gives you that through the trials, through the troubles and everything you are there, that's the spirit of might. It's a spirit that comes upon you. These days, so many marriages are feeling. One of these days, we'll take them and treat marriages. There's a series for marriage. We're going to talk about this year, by the grace of God. How many of you are ready for it? <laughs> well, we're going to deal with some things. I'm going to share some, some strong stories with you of our experiences. We've grown up. You know this, my love. We don't fight, wait, 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 wait. And we have learned. And I'm going to... It's the when God pass you through this, it's not to your disadvantage, it's for your advantage, because God wants to train you. So that you can help other people. There are some wisdom that we have learned that we're going to share with you. The spirit of mind. These days, people don't have that spirit. And that's why a lot of believers are abandoning their marriages. They're not allowing that spirit to deploy. When that spirit comes upon you, you can withstand things. Are you with me? Are you with me? The Bible says, if you fail in the days of adversity, your strength is what? If you fail in the days of adversity, your strength is small. So many people are failing because their strength is what? It's small. And they are not allowing the spirit of mind to be operational in their life. Praise God. Now, this spirit operates in Samson. How many of you know Samson? You know, some of us, the story we heard about Samson, we think that Samson was a giant. Samson was not a giant. Though. Wait, how many, how many of you think that Samson is a giant here? Raise your hand. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I was thinking that Samson was a giant until I, when I read that scripture again. If Samson was a giant, Delilah would not ask Samson, show me where your power is. <laughs> are, you, are you with me now? Because that means Samson must be a very uh, small guy. And that is why they were surprised. You know, the, uh, you know the funny thing for you is the is the way the character, the cartoon character, they always draw about something. They draw one heavy guy with dada, <laughs> and then everybody thinks the guy is might. No, if the guy is powerful, Delilah will not ask him where is your strength. For Delilah to ask him where is your strength, it means the guy doesn't look. He doesn't look the strength. That is what we are talking about. A strength that is not by your physique. It's not by your stamina. It's an inner strength. A strength that God gives you to withstand this. You know, there's a lady. I, I don't want to say the picture so much so that because this is online. The person may understand what I'm saying. There's a lady sometime in her life. If you see her, 
In fact, if you hear about her, eh? And then the day you finally meet her, you say, eh? Is this the person that is doing all this thing? <laughs> That's the spirit of mind. It's not by your physique. It's not by your physical appearance. It's a strength that God gives you from the inside to withstand challenges, to withstand difficulties, issues. It's the Holy Ghost that gives it. That's why you see some big people. You do the hey, they fall. And you see one small guy, you do a hey, he say, who you? <laughs> and you'll be wondering, ah, that's you. You say, who you be? The strength is not by size. It's by what is inside. What is in your inside? Hallelujah. It is not physical appearance. So if it was physical appearance, David would not qualify now. You know they removed David now. David was not even brought to the party. When they were choosing kings, the, the father, David's father, forgot him in the wilderness. Because David's father has concluded that this one cannot be anything. David must be very, 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 very funny looking. Because for his father not to even consider that he can be part of the people to be selected as king, they left him in the bush. Even when the prophet came, somebody came and said, Ah, ah, this is the one. And God said, No, it's not. And God is asking the father, Where do you have any other son? That's when the man now remembered, Oh, there is one in the bush. Oh, go call him. That one, no, 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 don't follow now. Is, is it that one you want? That one, uh, small boy, they push. And God said, Go out. Some, uh, the, the prophet said, Go and bring him. And when they brought him, he said, This is the anointed of God. That's what we're talking about. And when the Holy Ghost come upon him, and that's why when they were fighting war, the guy came. Goliath was threatening, then he came. The brothers looked at him and said, Oh, God, what are you doing here? Small boy, come on, get out of this place. When men are standing, you are coming to what are, who are you? Imagine when they gave him, when Saul gave him uh, the robe to wear. The weight of the robe, <laughs> that means the guy was too small that the weight of the robe was bringing him down. Are you, are you with me now? Are you seeing the picture now? He was too, he, 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 was, he didn't have any physical strength to even carry uh, clothes, soldier clothes. He couldn't wear it. He had to bring it down. They go find catapults. <laughs> so is it the catapult that keeps Goliath? It's the power. That's what I call it. The spirit of mind. When that spirit is upon you, you do the impossible. Where men fail, you are able to succeed. That's the spirit of might in operation. Praise God. So next week we're going to continue with the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of God. So that we'll round up. Can we be on our feet now? What we're going to pray in a few minutes now is to activate the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me now? Activate the power. Listen, if you're a born-again Christian here, it's only for born-again. If you're not born-again, you don't have that spirit. So if you want to give your life to Christ, you can meet us after the service. Alright? You can meet us after the service. You can meet one of the pastors after the service and say you want to give your life to Christ. Me, I don't... I, I, the way, the, most of the people that give their life to Christ... They are the one that come to me and say, Sir, I want to give my life to Christ. <laughs> because when God convinces you, nobody can make you give a life to Christ. Are you hearing me now? It is God that convinces you inside. Amen. So what we're going to pray now, like I said, it's only the people that have the Holy Ghost already inside of them that can operate in this dimension. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, there is nothing. You can't operate in the dimension. So if you are here now, you have the Holy Ghost, begin to pray. I say, God, I operate in the spirit of wisdom. I operate in the spirit of dominion. I operate in the spirit of cancer. I operate in the spirit of understanding. I operate in the spirit of minds. Open your mouth and begin to declare. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. It's your time to declare that this spirit manifests in your life. They are evident in your life. They can be seen. They can be touched. Men can see the evidence of this spirit. When they see your life, they see the Holy Ghost. When they see your life, they see the power of God manifesting. When they see your life, they see the power. Open your mouth and begin to re receive that spirit. The spirit is upon you. Activate it now. Activate it. Activate it. The spirit of man. 
the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel the spirit of wisdom the spirit of lordship the spirit of lordship the spirit of dominion is upon me the spirit of wisdom is upon me the spirit of understanding is upon me the spirit of counsel is upon me the spirit of might is upon me in the name of Jesus I manifest the fullness of God. I manifest the fullness of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I manifest the fullness of God. In my business, I, I the spirit of wisdom is functional. The spirit of cancer guides me. The spirit of cancer guides me. Ah, the spirit of might is upon me to do the impossible. The spirit of understanding is upon me. I do that Manifest. 
It is evident in your business. It is evident in your family. It is evident in your life, in your relationships. When men see you, they know that something is different about you because of the divine power that is operational in your life. When men see you, they can differentiate it. They can say, ah, ah, this man is different because of the power of God upon you. I activate that power now. I activate that power now. I activate that power now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your mouth is filled with testimonies because of the goodness of God. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.